how to reconnect after separation. Welcome to the Moral Marriage Podcast. This is a good episode because I know a lot of people reach out. We're going to talk about why peace is so important in the home. Stop trying to lead and make decisions all the time. You should not be proud if you raised your voice and screamed at them. No matter what. No matter what. I'm Cass. I'm Catherine. Why am I allowing him to do this in front of our children? Why am I allowing this to happen at all? You don't get to say whatever you want to a man and push him to the point where he snaps. I might have been a really bad man the other day, but today I went out of my way to be a good man and she thanked me for it. Is that you always want to act in the direction you want to go. So. He is just a paycheck. What about his needs? We're moral marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. Um, and we've recently been asked again if we could talk a little bit more about our past and some of the separations. So if you don't know, before we get into a reconnection after separation, I just want to kind of just preface it. So um, we've been through the depths of hell. We called it the Valley of the Shadow of Death in the last episode of it. <laughs> but um, here's here's the thing. Um, you know, I'm a managing narcissist. I'm a severe narcissist. I'm self-aware, which means I can manage it, okay, if I choose to. doesn't mean I don't always need help. Um, but at the end of the day, it's something that's in control. If you saw the last episode, I started going to my nice guy. I believe nice guys are at least using narcissistic traits or have behaviors. And that causes its own problems. I don't have to belabor that because you guys are all sucked into the rabbit hole on social media with it anyway. But beyond that, daily fights. So even if you're not dealing with narcissism in your relationship, I mean, we were the extreme enemies. Daily fights, week-long anger binges on my part. It took lectures. me a while to be an enemy, actually. It did, yeah. You were I was a, a war starter. I don't know if you're a fire starter. I don't know what you'd say I that. I don't even know but what you'd call it. But. All I knew was fighting, and I picked a fight every single day, sometimes two or three. It didn't matter where. And, of course, Catherine, unfortunately, got the brunt of it. I nearly destroyed her. And along the way, charged with assault. Um, there was a restraining order. Uh, we separated seven times. And so the separations were all very different. Okay, if you really think about it, we separated hundreds of times. I can't tell you how many times I slept on the couch. Oh, Fuck you. You know, I put myself in the doghouse, spent all night in the garage drinking. Um, you know, never mind, you know, you went to some friends' houses a couple times, one forced, obviously, from the police, mm-hmm. only because um, I had a son at home. And so, otherwise, the police were going to take him. But take, I said, don't take him, I'll go. Yeah. And so, but then, you know, I stayed at a friend's house. I mean, just. So there were lots of, there were lots of like little base, mini separations. And then there were full on living in two different places separations. Yeah. And then I think it's really, really important to also address just the number of times we, and more commonly you listening, watching, the amount of separations that are like the divide in home. Because I think it plays into connecting after separation, right? Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That could mean like um, maybe you ditch out on responsibilities. No, you take the kids to school. I'm busy because you're mad at your spouse. But also, I'm not going to do what I normally would do. I'm making coffee for myself, and I always bring Catherine coffee in the morning. If we got into a fight right now, and this was back in the old days, would I be making coffee? Well, back then, I don't really remember, but I probably wouldn't have, right? You were the one who taught me. Even if we're fighting, you keep. You're doing your still responsibilities, right? Um, so I think it's really important to recognize that because more people will have those common separations where we don't even talk for three days a week, right? Just looking down at the floor. Remember, you used to call me out. I just stare at the floor. I wouldn't even look at you. I don't remember that, but I've blocked a lot of things. 
<laughs> don't blame you. Yeah, force field. Um, so yeah, I would stare at the floor, not make eye contact. And you know, a lot of men will do that because they're afraid. I know from working with them, but for me, it's because I was just not going to engage. Right? It was a choice. Right. So I believe personally, it's just an opinion that choosing to stonewall is also a separation. Okay. Choosing to have an anger binge and scream and fight, you're choosing a divide, which is separation. Separation. So no matter all of that to say, no matter what level of separation you're experiencing, whether it's stonewalling or whether you're legally separated, the question is how to reconnect after separation. And what we can tell you about reconnection will work whether you're just separated by fight or separated legally by a restraining order. Yeah, it was an 18 minute introduction. So thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, well, pretty straightforward. You're going to hear this a lot from us and it's because you need to hear it probably daily reminder until you get where you want to go. Do what you do if you had what you wanted. That's it. Start there, right? Don't sleep in longer because you don't want to face the day with your spouse. Don't. So you work backwards. Mm -hmm. So do what you do if you had what you wanted. So what is it that you want? Do you want a happy marriage? Do you want a peaceful marriage? Do you want a passionate, loving marriage? If that's what you want, then you work backwards. What would you be doing if you had that? Well, you're going to still do that. So you have your fight on one side and you have, or your separation and you have your marriage on the other side. And then you, in between you have actions. Well, if this is what you want, you go with what you want, the marriage, what actions are in between? Because what we do naturally is we focus on the fight. This is what happened. This is how I'm feeling. This is what we're going through. And then you're incapable of figuring out the actions because you don't know where point B is. You don't even know where you're going because you can't get yourself out of the valley of the shadow of death. Go back to the other episode. <laughs> but if you focus on, I want a happy marriage. I want a happy family. I want a cohesive family. I want a parenting partner. I want an intimate relationship with my partner. All of those things, whatever that is for you. Think about that. What would you be doing? And would you be do sleeping in the same bed? Simple. That means don't sleep on the couch. So sleep in the same bed. He doesn't sleep on the couch anymore. Oh, yeah. Bless his, bless yeah, his heart. Yeah. And we, we, all, have the comfort, we have the most comfortable <laughs> couch in the world right I, now. I didn't know if we ever need a couch again, actually. But listen, so <laughs> this is what I mean. First and foremost, before you do all those things, you need to you need to address what you can't do. Don't avoid your partner. Don't create the disconnect any further. Now, the reason why that's really important is because your partner might not be on board. They're not listening potentially, which means they might still, she could still say, baby, I want you to sleep in bed no matter how much we fight. And I would still say, fuck you, scream, probably flip the couch over 14 times and then lay on it. Okay. What is sweet, sweet <laughs> But, but, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love that though. Probably flip the couch over 14 times and then lay on it. Yeah. This is where I'm sleeping. See, you know, <laughs> who else gets to sleep on this couch? I flip it. <laughs> so he only flipped beds. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> flip her out of a bed once. Not pretty. Maybe twice. I don't know. I think it was only once. I think it was once. Butterfield. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so don't do whatever your partner does. Catherine's saying, don't jump in a crazy train with them. Don't do what they do. Do what you want to do for that future. That what that you, the way that you want it to go. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to have me come to the bed. She could say, okay, well, I'm going to go to sleep. Probably cried, probably lonely, probably upset, but did ask me to come in the example that I'm using. Right. Then. If and I, I would choose, wake him up in the middle of the night and bring him to bed. That's true. And let him sleep for a few hours. Sober up, a, so, sober up a bit. Yeah. And then and bring him to bed. That's right. So 
Yeah, they worked hard for this marriage. Oh, it's true. Now, some the people say some it's people say weather. that I'm lucky. We should do a whole episode on that. We'll talk about that in a future episode here really soon because, you know, you're right. You did work really hard. I also worked really hard, though. Very There's hard. so much. And I'm also that, very lucky. Yeah, I think, the, yeah, we should do an episode of that. But, all right, so now you can really focus on what would you do because no matter what your partner would do, this is what your wedding vows were about, right? And if you're not married yet, just honor it. Do what you do when you had what you wanted, because in your dream you are married, right? Can I do that for a quick Yes, sec? please. Because I have a different point of view on that. If oh, you're not married yet and your husband is flipping over couches and flipping over beds, don't marry him. Uh, yeah, but okay, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna totally disagree here. I'll tell you why. If you committed, you need to still take a deep look because what have you done, right? You, the day that that um, you called the police, mm -hmm. for example, you know you know that there were things that you were doing that were antagonizing totally. now i'm still responsible for me okay just there's lots more to look at it than just a black or white yeah we're talking about yeah. flipping couches i'd say but, but also there's people that closely. have if you're not there's married. also people that have children yes totally and life is maybe a little different okay okay, okay you're yeah. right you're thank right you. thank you <laughs> my th this is a whole nother topic though everything we talk about can go you know a million different directions the premise of this, though, is what would you do, okay? Because regardless, there are people that have been together for, I don't know, however many years that people are putting holes in walls, which would be the same thing, and they're not going anywhere, mm -hmm. and they might not have kids. Sure. You know, so, but chances are they're probably blended family. But anyways, so. Okay, I got a little judgy for a minute. Yeah. It happens so, every once in a while. She makes mistakes. I go, you know what, She's I went back into that place where I was getting flipped out of beds and couches <laughs> over, and I was like, don't mess you still can. <laughs> we were married when that was happening, though. So, yeah. Yeah. If you do flip couches um, and punch holes in walls and they're going to be abusive, I married her in 30 days, so she didn't know. It's true. But I didn't actually know. That was like my worst behavior. Ever, but um, I shouldn't make fun of it. Sorry, guys. But uh, okay. Well, so it's our story. We can we can laugh about it now because we've done the work well, yeah. to get to the other yeah. side. It's the only way to get yeah. past. We and talk I, about that's why I can make light of how judgmental I just was because I obviously just got sucked into my own history. Did you guys see how incredible that was though? So she got sucked into her history. and was like, yeah, but maybe don't. Don't marry him if you're not already married. Yeah. And so, you, you know, even to the point where I challenged her and she's still, no, still, well, okay. Right. So, yeah. I, and then I explained why I was feeling that way. You're so pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. She's intelligent too. That's why I said that. She knows. All right. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right, so now, do you guys like hearing us get off on tangents like this? Yeah, I think that they do. Yeah, I know that do. I do. All right, so now <laughs> you are doing everything in your power to keep showing up and being that person. And at the end of the day, your partner might not join you, but you're going to keep showing up. And then, whether or not you think it's not going to happen, it will, because ultimately, the, the expressions like "kill him with kindness," some things we can't. There's a reason that they're cliche, mm. right? You know, and. It's true. If you give gratitude, if you give love, they can be mad at you all they want. But if you're taking responsibility for yourself, then you can connect again and you can bring it back. Yeah. Right. Focus on that light that we talked about before. Focus on the reason that you're doing what you're doing. And you focus you, on what you want. That's right. Yeah. And then go get your life. You know? Yeah. We'll end on that. Cool. See you guys. Bye, guys.